Chapter Twenty One of Anna Karenina, Book Seven by Leo Tolstoy, translated by Constance Garnett. The Slippervox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Marianne. After a capital dinner and a great deal of cognac drunk at Bartnyansky's, Stepan Arkadyevitch, only a little later than the appointed time, went in to Countess Lydia Ivanovna's. Who else is with the Countess? A Frenchman? Stepan Arkadyevitch asked the hall porter as he glanced at the familiar overcoat of Alexey Alexandrovitch and a queer, rather artless looking overcoat with clasps. Alexey Alexandrovitch Karinin and Count Bezibov, the porter answered severely. Princess Mikhaya guessed right, thought Stepan Arkadyevitch as he went upstairs. Curious. It would be quite as well, though, to get on friendly terms with her. She has immense influence. If she would say a word to Pomorsky, the thing would be a certainty. It was still quite light out of doors, but in Countess Lydia Ivanovna's little drawing-room the blinds were drawn and the lamps lighted. At a round table under a lamp sat the Countess and Alexey Alexandrovitch, talking softly. A short, thinnish man, very pale and handsome, with feminine hips and knock-kneed legs, with fine, brilliant eyes and long hair laying on the collar of his coat, was standing at the end of the room, gazing at the portraits on the wall. After greeting the lady of the house and Alexey Alexandrovitch, Stepan Arkadyevitch could not resist glancing once more at the unknown man. "'Monsieur Landau,' the countess addressed him, with a softness and caution that impressed Oblonsky, and she introduced them. Landau looked round hurriedly, came up, and, smiling, laid his moist, lifeless hand in Stepan Arkadyevitch's outstretched hand, and immediately walked away, and fell to gazing at the portraits again. The countess and Alexey Alexandrovitch looked at each other significantly. "'I'm very glad to see you, particularly to-day,' said Countess Lydia Ivanovna, pointing Stepan Arkadyevitch to a seat beside Karinin. "'I introduce you to him as Landau,' she said in a soft voice, glancing at the Frenchman, and again immediately after at Alexey Alexandrovitch. "'But he is really Count Bezabov, as you're probably aware.' only he does not like the title. "'Yes, I heard so,' answered Stefan Arkadyevitch. "'They say he completely cured Countess Bezubova.' "'She was here to-day, poor thing,' the countess said, turning to Alexey Alexandrovitch. "'This separation is awful for her. It's such a blow to her.' "'And he positively is going?' queried Alexey Alexandrovitch. "'Yes, he's going to Paris. He heard a voice yesterday,' said Countess Lydia Ivanovna, looking at Stefan Arkadyevitch. "'Ah, a voice,' repeated Oblonsky, feeling that he must be as circumspect as he possibly could in this society, where something peculiar was going on, or was to go on, to which he had not the key. A moment's silence followed, after which Countess Lydia Ivanovna, as though approaching the main topic of conversation, said with a fine smile to Oblonsky, "'I've known you for a long while, and I am very glad to make a closer acquaintance with you. L'ami de Noemi.' But to be a true friend, one must enter into the spiritual state of one's friend, and I fear that you are not doing so in the case of Alexey Alexandrovitch. You understand what I mean, she said, lifting her fine, pensive eyes. In part, Countess, I understand the position of Alexey Alexandrovitch, said Oblonsky. Having no clear idea what they were talking about, he wanted to confine himself to generalities. The change is not in his external position. Countess Lydia Ivanovna said sternly, following with her eyes of love the figure of Alexey Alexandrovitch as he got up and crossed over to Landau. 
His heart is changed. A new heart has been vouchsafed him, and I fear you don't fully appreciate the change that has taken place in him. Oh, well, in general outlines I can conceive the change. We have always been friendly, and now— said Stefan Arkadyevitch, responding with a sympathetic glance to the expression of the countess, and mentally balancing the question with which of the two ministers she was most intimate, so as to know about which to ask her to speak for him. The change that has taken place in him cannot lessen his love for his neighbors. On the contrary, that change can only intensify love in his heart. But I am afraid you do not understand me. Won't you have some tea? she said with her eyes indicating the footman, who was handing round tea on a tray. Not quite, Countess. Of course his misfortune—yes, a misfortune which has proved the highest happiness, when his heart was made new, was filled full of it, she said, gazing with eyes full of love at Stefan Arkadyevitch. I do believe I might ask her to speak to both of them, thought Stefan Arkadyevitch. Oh, of course, Countess, he said. But I imagine such changes are a matter so private that no one, even the most intimate friend, would care to speak of them. On the contrary, we ought to speak freely and help one another. Yes, undoubtedly so, but there is such a difference of convictions, and besides, said Oblonsky with a soft smile, there can be no difference where it is a question of holy truth. Oh, no, of course, but, said Stefan Arkadyevitch, paused in confusion, he understood at last that they were talking of religion. "'I fancy that he will fall asleep immediately,' said Alexey Alexandrovitch, in a whisper full of meaning going up to Lydia Ivanovna. Stefan Arkadyevitch looked round. Landau was sitting at the window, leaning on his elbow in the back of his chair, his head drooping. Noticing that all eyes were turned on him, he raised his head and smiled a smile of childlike artlessness. "'Don't take any notice,' said Lydia Ivanovna as she lightly moved a chair up for Alexey Alexandrovitch. I have observed, she was beginning, when a footman came into the room, with a letter. Lydia Ivanovna rapidly ran her eyes over the note, and, excusing herself, wrote an answer with extraordinary rapidity, handed it to the man, and came back to the table. I have observed, she went on, that Moscow people, especially the men, are more indifferent to religion than any one. Oh, no, Countess! I thought Moscow people had the reputation of being the firmest in the faith, answered Stefan Arkadyevitch. But as far as I can make out, you are unfortunately one of the indifferent ones, said Alexey Alexandrovitch, turning to him with a weary smile. How anyone can be indifferent, said Lydia Ivanovna. I am not so much indifferent on that subject as I am waiting in suspense, said Stefan Arkadyevitch, with his most depreciating smile. I hardly think that the time for such questions has come yet for me. Alexey Alexandrovitch and Lydia Ivanovna looked at each other. We can never tell whether the time has come for us or not, said Alexey Alexandrovitch severely. We ought not to think whether we are ready or not ready. God's grace is not guided by human considerations. Sometimes it comes not to those who strive for it, and it comes to those that are unprepared, like Saul. No. I believe it won't be just yet, said Lydia Ivanovna, who had been meanwhile watching the movements of the Frenchman. Landau got up and came to them. Do you allow me to listen? he asked. Oh, yes, I did not want to disturb you, said Lydia Ivanovna, gazing tenderly at him. Sit here with us. 
One has only not to close one's eyes to shut out the light, Alexey Alexandrovitch went on. Ah, if you knew the happiness we know, feeling his presence ever in our hearts, said Countess Lydia Ivanovna, with a rapturous smile. But a man may feel himself unworthy sometimes to rise to that height, said Stefan Arkadyevitch, conscious of hypocrisy in admitting this religious height, but at the same time unable to bring himself to acknowledge his free-thinking views before a person who, by a single word to Promorsky, might procure him the coveted appointment. That is, you mean that sin keeps him back, said Lydia Ivanovna. But that is a false idea. There is no sin for believers. Their sin has been atoned for. Pardon, she added, looking at the footman, who came in again with another letter. She read it and gave a verbal answer. Tomorrow at the Grand Duchess's, say. For the believer's sin is not, she went on. Yes, but faith without works is dead, said Stefan Arkadyevitch, recalling the phrase from the catechism, and only by his smile clinging to his independence. There you have it, from the epistle of St. James, said Alexey Alexandrovitch, addressing Lydia Ivanovna with a certain reproachfulness in his tone. It was unmistakably a subject they had discussed more than once before. What harm has been done by the false interpretation of that passage? Nothing holds men back from belief like that misinterpretation. I have not works, so I cannot believe. Though all the while that is not said, but the very opposite is said. Striving for God, saving the soul by fasting, said Countess Lydia Ivanovna, with disgusted contempt. Those are the crude ideas of our monks. Yet that is nowhere said. It is far simpler and easier, she said, looking at Oblonsky with the same encouraging smile with which at court she encouraged youthful maids of honor, disconcerted by the new surroundings of the court. We are saved by Christ who suffered for us. We are saved by faith, Alexey Alexandrovitch chimed in, with a glance of approval at her words. Vous comprenez l'anglais? asked Lydia Ivanovna, and receiving a reply in the affirmative, she got up and began looking through a shelf of books. I want him to read Safe and Happy, or Under the Wing, she said, looking inquiringly at Karenin. And finding the book, and sitting down again in her place, she opened it. It's very short. In it is described the way by which faith can be reached, and the happiness, above all earthly bliss, with which it fills the soul. The believer cannot be unhappy, because he is not alone. But you will see. She was just settling herself to read when the footman came in again. Madame Borosdina, tell her tomorrow at two o'clock. Yes, she said, putting her finger in the place in the book, and gazing before her with her fine, pensive eyes. That is how true faith acts. You know Marie Sania? You know about her trouble? She lost her only child. She was in despair. And what happened? She found this comforter, and she thanks God now for the death of her child. Such is the happiness faith brings. Oh, yes, that is most, said Stefan Arkadyevitch, glad they were going to read, and let him have a chance to collect his faculties. No, I see I'd better not ask her about anything today, he thought. If only I can get out of this without putting my foot in it. It will be dull for you, said Countess Lydia Ivanovna, addressing Landau. You don't know English, but it's short. Oh, I shall understand, said Landau, with the same smile, and he closed his eyes. Alexey Alexandrovitch and Lydia Ivanovna exchanged meaningful glances, and the reading began. End of chapter 21